Good morning, KCR family and all our friends who are joining us from wherever you are. This is Greg coming to you from my isolation room. I apologize for my wild look. They wouldn't let my headdress and my makeup artist in today. I'm just joking. Um, but it is, I had the best night's sleep that I've had so far in hospital. Thank you, Lord, for that. I so needed that and uh, hoping to be home very soon. I really am praying and trusting for that. If the interruption is because someone's coming in, I don't want to, I can't start again, so I'll just pause and stop whatever. There might be chumps. I apologize if that happens. Let's dive right in. I want to get to my text that I want to share with you today. The key verse, which is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. What are all the things Jesus is talking about? It's the very things that we worry about. Jesus speaks about them a couple of verses earlier. Don't, so don't worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. And even as I say those words, you might think, Greg, don't worry at a time like this, you know, with what we've, what we've been through out there this week. Don't worry about money, jobs, clothes, food, etc., etc. Maybe you've been in your isolation room a little too long, but too isolated and out of touch. But friends, let me tell you, I, I haven't experienced what you did, especially in the, the community where our churches in Manton Toddy. But I've experienced things from here too. You know, Amanda stood there just watching looters going backwards and forwards past the hill over here at Interbeni Hospital. One guy thought he had a table he'd claimed for himself. It was a flat screen TV just carrying on his head. I mean, it was like gobsmacked. And then, of course, came the evening. I mean, it was like a shootout over there. Well, shootout gunshots. It looked like they were setting up some kind of a barricade almost at one stage outside the hospital. But... Um, I haven't experienced, obviously, what so many have in the communities. And I want to make clear, I'm not insensitive to the loss that people have been through in this time. Some have lost loved ones, lives that are lost. There have been losses of livelihoods, businesses, jobs, property. There's been a trauma that everyone's been through. And I had the sense, friends, that as last week was happening, especially in the early stages, I think for, for a number of people, there was this thing of, we've got to get out of the city. We've got to get out of this promise. We've got to get out of this country. Go anywhere. For, for the future and for our kids. These kind of things that people were wrestling with. And uh, this week, I wasn't actually planning on sharing this, but I really thought God had this. Because um, just, again, as we, as we look to the future, as we, as we kind of make our plans for the future, friends, there was this overwhelming sense again of bringing this in line with seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, of keeping Jesus our number one priority as we, as we look to the future and as we try and find our way forward and make our plans even short-term plans, medium-term plans for how we go forward at a time like this. Now, the thing is, you know, when you're in church, you're kind of stuck with, it's not easy to kind of get up and move off. But um, don't you now, don't change channels. I, I, want to, I want to share something with you that I went through, even in this, this last previous week. And um, personally, I would say that last week was the most stretching week for me when it came to faith versus worry. Honestly, there was everything going on out there as bad as that was. And then, and yeah, each day seemed to bring either a new potential challenge or some actual problem that was just ramping up. Really, it was like, it was like crazy. So there's a whole backstory to this, which I'd love to write about one day, God willing. I'd like to tell you more. But, um, you know, Psalm 23 speaks about walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And I read the first couple of nights of that previous week, I started coming up with some great plans, friends. I did. I was just so keen to, to get out, to get to my family, desperate to get there. And I started coming up with these thoughts and things were going through my head. How I could do that. 
And uh, they weren't from God. There was no peace about them. And, you know, if I'd gone ahead, I think it could have ended pretty badly. But God is merciful. Uh, and he certainly kept me from the great plans that I was contemplating. They weren't his. And friends, the Bible is filled with stories of people trying to help God out. Not so, even, even good people. You know, you think of Abraham and Sarah. Eh? God, you're taking a little along with this promise of a child. So let's help you out. Here's Hagar. Bring Hagar into the story. And then Hagar bears Ishmael. And if you look at that group of people, just the problems that created with, for them as a little unit. And then you go down, obviously, Isaac and Ishmael. And you look at what follows with the descendants. Friends, we've got to be so careful of coming up with our, our plans, even when we're just trying to help God out a little bit. As it's been said so many times, there's no safer place than the very center of God's will. And we find that as we seek Him first, and His kingdom first, as we keep Jesus our number one priority, as we look for the way forward, as we plan for the future, we've got to keep Him ever before us. And friends, I, I want to say that if you think about it, God sends people out, absolutely. God also calls people to stay. For such a time as this, he has more for this nation. I'll talk about that in just a moment. And uh, God's plans can include us in those more plans. Now, I'm not yet today, I want to make this so clear. I'm not yet to tell you what to do other than seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Keep Jesus as your number one priority and the will of the Father as your number one priority, especially when you look to find your way forward in the short, medium and the long term even. Seek him, seek him, seek him. All right. And again, I want to make it so clear, I'm not insensitive to what people have gone through and are going through right now. Not at all, friends. Not at all. You know, I hear it from staff coming in, nursing and other staff, just from different parts of our city, what they're experiencing and, and dealing with. It's real. I'm not, I'm not ignorant to it and I'm not turning a blind eye to it. But friends, I know that in the hard times, it's tempting to let God slip down our priority list. You know, we can just look for survival mode. How are we going to get through this? And we temptation to make our own plans and find our own way. I think it can grow even stronger. And yet, friends, this is precisely the time we have to keep Jesus as our number one priority. Really, really, to seek Him first, to seek His kingdom first. Because, friends, what can look impossible to us is entirely possible for God. Where we can't see a way to take care of ourselves or to get out of the situation we're in. God has all the power in the universe to help bring us through and to see us through. Keep Jesus and his kingdom ever before you as your number one priority. So let's quickly talk about how we do that. And the thing is that, you know, um, I like to remind us that, as it's been said many times, we seek God for who he is and not just, not just what he can do for us. By all means, we do come to God for help and, and rely on him in every possible way. But God wants us to seek him for who he is. You know, it's good to remember he is God. <laughs> he is the one there whom we serve and whom we love and, and adore. And, um, I think that's the important part as well. He's not just a God who looks at us as servants, but as sons and daughters. God wants us to know him intimately. And that's what he invites us into, intimate relationship with him. And how do we need that right now, especially in these times that we're going through? To know the peace of God, the joy of God. I've experienced that in amazing measures through this time that I've been in hospital, just to be able to draw near. And then, uh, of course, we do, like, as sons and daughters. We're sons and daughters who serve the King, aren't we? And that's a privilege, friends. It really is so there's prayer. Prayer is a good one to start with. If you look at the prayer that we were taught as the Lord's Prayer, go and have a look through it. You'll see just the order of things. We begin, don't we, with the hallowed be your name. We come to glorify God, to praise God for who he is. And then what's next? Your kingdom come, your will be done. We pray in God's will, friends. And then we get onto those needs of ours, which God knows. 
and which are important and which he is able to take care of, isn't he? But again, friends, let's pray God's heart over this time. I've loved praying for others, not simply myself and what I'm going through. It's been good and it's right. But there's more, isn't it? You know, we were busy with that series on the end times. And then, of course, my health issues came into the picture. And, uh, yeah, we had Stan sharing a great message on the harvest. We had Brent sharing with us on, uh, on discipling, disciples, being disciples specifically. And some of us as elders, we've been sharing around what really is our first two chairs in our vision. To seek and save the lost and to make godly, biblical, raise up those disciples. And, uh, you know, just looking at it as well, I think at a time like this, friends, just to realize what we, we're going through, it can seem, can seem out of touch, can't it? And yet Jesus' priorities never change, do they? That's his command to us. That's his commission to us to go and disciple the nations. This is the priority for the Lord Jesus. And uh, we can't lose sight of that. I want to take a moment just to talk about our nation. You know, South Africa has been a light to the nations of the world. Really, we have. Um, God has worked so powerfully in and through this nation. I remember through the years, Christians from other nations visiting South Africa and just saying, you guys have something so special here. You really, really do. Um, there's like an open heaven over this nation. And God's got more. There are still words over our nation and uh, regions of our nation that have yet to be fulfilled. God still has more for South Africa and his kingdom plan. But then we had last week, friends. And for me, last week was the enemy trying to put out that light. The enemy trying to oppose the plans that God has for South Africa in the bigger kingdom story and uh, leading into what God has for us. And I don't know about you, but that makes me mad. It really does. Not against people, it's about against, against darkness. Um, knowing that the enemy even had so much more planned, which by the grace of God, we, we really believe he delivered us from as bad as that last week was, that God has come through and saved us. And so, you know, if you look at it, what would be one of the best ways to strike back at a time like this, to head back? Well, can I tell you, it's advancing the kingdom. It's plundering hell. It's going to a white harvest field that is ripe for harvest because people realize that they're not going to find the answers, the solutions in this world, the hope that they're looking for, the satisfaction more and more in this crazy world that we're living in. People are asking, friends, people are desperate and to bring them to the shepherd, to share the good news, to share our testimonies with them. Our friends, what a wonderful opportunity we have to bring people to the shepherd at a time like this. Don't hold back. Look for those where you can reach out to. And then there are newer believers. There are Christians right now whose faith is shaken, who are floundering even in their faith. And to go to them and, as Brent said, bring them under our wing, to strengthen them, to encourage them in their faith, and then to walk a road with them. This is something we are going to look at as a church going forward and to help practically. But even now, friends, keep your eyes up for those who you can reach out to. It really is advancing the kingdom. This is Jesus' priority, and it's what we want to live for at a time like this. And guess what, friends? As we do this, as we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness in this way, God takes care of us. I've seen him do that as only he can. And I want to encourage you in that, to trust him. God looks after us even as we, it's not a, it's not a legalist, it's not some quid pro quo, but even as we dare at a time like this to look ahead and to, to, to reach out, God does what only he can do and he takes care of us. We see it in something like generosity. As we give to God that which is due to him, we, we bring the tithes and offerings. As we are generous, we look around as we see so many needs and we see what we've got and the temptation is to do this, to hold on to what we've got. But we're generous. We, we share with others. And friends, I want to tell you that uh, 
It is amazing how God comes through for us. You can never outgive the giver, can you? And even as we give in faith, how God in turn is able to take care of us. So I want to encourage you, you know, knowing Jesus and making him known. That's the mission statement of our church. And I want to say to you, COVID-19 and last week doesn't change a thing about that. Jesus is the number one priority for Kingsway Church International. And my strong encouragement to you today, friends, is that in your life, keep Jesus as your number one priority. I want to uh, end again with that verse that's been so strong in my heart for this week. Verse 33, Matthew chapter 6. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Don't let Jesus slip down the ladder of your priorities. Not now, friends. We can't afford it. I really mean that. Um, it's Keep him as your number one priority. Keep seeking his kingdom first and trust the Father to more than bring you through this time even to make a way for you to take care of all that you need as well. Can I pray with us? Thank you. Let's pray. Lord, we know how easily our human hearts want to drift towards fear and worry and anxiety, especially in times of great trial and challenge. We know how easily, Lord, we want to come up with our own plans and find our own way, especially, Lord, where it seems like we're not seeing uh, your plans coming through or maybe your hand on us perhaps as we're expecting to. I'm aware, Lord, of people burdened with worry and fear and stressing about the way forward. And Lord, I want to pray today for that divine exchange of all these things. We want to lay down, Lord, um, our, our worries and our fears. We want to make these battles. We're trying to fight your battles today, Lord God. So even now, I pray for that divine exchange. We recognize we need your help. Holy Spirit, would you come now, your empowering presence and the grace of God that we need right now to do this exchange and say, here we go, Lord. Our anxieties, our fears, our worries, we give them to you. We give them to you. We choose to hand them over. We choose to lay them down at the foot of the cross. And in exchange, Lord, we pray, as we fix our eyes on you, Jesus, would you come and fill us with your peace. Prince of peace, bring your peace to us right now. Fill us with joy. Let us know your presence even now. Even now, we pray. And then, Lord, we declare, Jesus, you're our King. Jesus, you're our Lord. Jesus, you're our number one priority. Jesus, we again declare you're on the throne of our hearts. You are the top of the ladder, Lord. You're at the top. You're our number one priority. We say, Jesus, we follow you. You're our King. You're our Lord. And Lord, we want to pray now, Lord, that you would reassign us, so to speak. I pray for that today, Lord. I really do. I pray, Lord, as we pray, help us to pray the prayers that are on the Father's heart. Lead us, Holy Spirit. I pray you'd open our eyes to the harvest field, Lord. Those who are already before us, show us all who we can share with and share our testimony with in the gospel. Show us all who we could strengthen this time and even take under our wing. Lord, we want to, as your army, your on earth, we want to, Lord, advance your kingdom. We are, we are available to you, Lord, knowing that as we do, you, Father, are able to take better care of us than we ever could of ourselves. As we give, Lord, as we give our tithes and offerings to you, as we are then also generous Towards others, Lord, even at a time where generosity can, can cost us so much more, it seems. We know we can never outgive you. We trust you, Father, again, to take better care of us than we could ever take care of ourselves. Oh, Lord, you're so good. You're a good Father. We can trust you, God. You are faithful always. And so, Lord, we pray this today. We choose, Jesus, to seek you first. Number one priority, to seek your kingdom and your righteousness first. And we are confident, Lord, that you will. Not just see us through, but take care of everything we need, especially at this time. We pray all of us in the almighty name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. Thanks so much, friends. 
I'm going to hand you over to Leon now. So Leon, over to you. Good morning, church. So good to be with you again and to see you. And Greg, thank you again for your encouragement. Uh, it's a great word and I really pray that it also would stir hope in our hearts. This past week um, and, and last week, we experienced and saw some crazy things um, in our communities, in our province of KZN, uh, in Gauteng, uh, other areas of our nation, just with the, the unrest, with the looting, with the arson and the violence um, that occurred. And a time like that really shook um, some people, it really shook us as a nation, but it also did some amazing things by bringing a lot of good and bringing a lot of unity. And um, when I was going, experiencing what was happening and going through this week, I just recognized and, and was aware that a lot of people would have been um, struggling and, and being faced with a real sense of fear and anxiety, of uncertainty, of worry as we go through some of these things. And even as you, myself, thinking, you know, what's going to happen, where are we going to go? I was reminded of a, a, a scripture that I, that I felt God's been highlighting to me even before all of this happened. It's from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. Um, it's, it's a well-known verse. Some of you might have um, heard it or, or read it, or you might, might know it quite well. But um, I, felt, I felt reminded of that. And so I went back to that, to that passage in, in Hebrews chapter 6, and I went to go read that verse. But also looking at the, the, the passage around that, uh, it was quite, quite incredible, and it, and it stood out for me. And this word really became alive in my heart. And I, I hope that this morning, by sharing this with you, it would also come alive in your heart. And so we're going to be reading from Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 to 20. It says that uh, when God made his promise to Abraham... Since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so, after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Men swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what, it, what is said and puts an end to all, the, to, to all an argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus who went before us has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And so verse 19 speaks about this hope that we have as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And so this picture of this hope as an anchor is actually twofold, like a, like a two-sided coin. The first is, is that we have this hope in Jesus through what God purposed through Jesus and what Jesus accomplished through his life and death and resurrection on the cross, he offers us this hope of eternal salvation that Jesus forgave us our sins. He cleansed us and purified us through the work on the cross. 
And so we have this hope of eternal salvation when we put our hope in Jesus uh, as our Lord and Savior. And also, the, the, the other side of the coin is that we have this hope in God, in Jesus, that it is firm and secure in times of troubles. Now, when you look, think about this analogy, what, what it's talking about is that Jesus being this anchor and we are attached to God. So when the storms of life is raging around us, we are found firm and secure, attached to the one who is unshakable and unmovable. And it's an incredible picture that, that should stir us greatly, that should give us great courage and hope. And it even says to encourage us greatly. Now, zooming out and looking at this portion of Scripture, the heading in my Bible reads, The Certainty of God's Promise. How beautiful is that, friends, that you and I can be certain of God's promises. Funny enough, or actually not funny, but very cool, that actually verse 19 of Numbers um, chapter 23, verse 19 reads, that God is not a man that he should lie, uh, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Uh, does he not speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? God, it's impossible for God to lie. And so when God declares these promises over you and I, we can be sure that we will receive what has been promised. And we have this hope in Jesus Christ as our anchor, firm and secure, that we can have that peace in our hearts, knowing that when we put our trust and hope in Jesus, we will be found by Him and we will live in eternity with Him. But also when we go through these storms of life, when we experience these things and these emotions try to rise up in us, we know that we are found in Jesus. We are attached to Him, firm and secure. And this beautiful picture says that uh, Jesus enters in behind the, the, the curtain into the inner sanctuary is that this lifeline attached to the anchor of Jesus connects us to the heart of the Father, deep within the most holy of holies, into the very presence of God that you and I are attached to when we trust in Jesus. That this anchor, Christ, our hope, our living hope is found and connected to God our Father. That we may enter into the most holy place. Jesus made that way for us when the veil was torn. When he, when, he, when he rose from the dead, when he was resurrected from the dead, that veil was torn. Allowing us to enter into the most holy place where our hope is found. And so church, I want to remind you that as we uh, come to know Jesus by these very scriptures and by the word of truth, the word of God that comes alive in our heart. When we come to know Jesus, it's now our manner to make him known. And now we can approach our world, uh, people who are lost at sea, people who are drifting and floating, to point them to the one, Jesus Christ, our hope, our anchor, which is firm and secure, that they can trust in him, that his promises are true, that he can be trusted. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Romans 8.31 says that God is for you and not against you. Psalm 121 verses 3 and 4 says that God doesn't sleep nor slumber, but He watches over you. And Jesus says in John 8 verse 12 that He is the light of the world. James chapter 1 verse 17 says that He is not like the shifting of shadows. God is constant. He is firm and secure. God can be trusted. Friends, I hope this encourages you and I hope this stirs and comes alive in your heart that your resolve, that, you, that my resolve and your resolve should be that we 
trust God. That God is not a man that he should lie, that he is faithful and true, and that we can believe his promises that he gives to us, that he is alive in us, and that his, uh, his life given to us is this hope in us, firm and secure. May you be greatly encouraged by this. May you be blessed by it. And may you also share this word with so many around us that don't know Jesus, that they can place their trust, their hope in God to deliver them, save them, and to hold them firm and secure in His love and in His grace and in His mercy. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for what you are doing, Lord, in our nation, God. We thank you, God, that your kingdom is alive and well, God, that it is advancing, Lord, even amidst chaos and destruction, God. We know, Lord, that uh, um, the hope that we have in you is firm and secure. And we thank you, Jesus, that you've gone ahead of us, that you've, that you've made a way for us into the most holy of holies, into the very presence of God the Father, that we may be found by you, that we may enjoy fellowship with you, that we may know you and be, be loved by you, and that we may love you, God. And we pray, Father God, for so many people out there, Lord, that don't know you. God, we want to extend Lord, this promises that you've given to us, we want to extend it to them, Lord. And would you help us, God, that as we enter into our various areas of life, God, that we would share this hope that we have in you as firm and secure. We bless your name and we thank you for who you are and what it is that you are doing. Thank you for your blessing and your protection over us as we go into this week. Protect us, God, against all the evil. Keep us from all temptation, Lord. Protect us against coronavirus and all the other elements, God, as we trust in you, as we believe in you, Lord, and as we declare that you, Jesus, are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen and amen.